Ladies and gentlemen, is neck cricking bad? Uh, I should probably look that up in there because I've been cricking my neck for you know for the past year. And it's in, when I get it, oh my god, it's so nice. But I don't know if it's a bad thing because remember, like uh, finger cricking used to be a bad thing, but no, it wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, in the words of public enemies, Chuck D, bring the noise. Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. Yeah, this is prime content right here. Me talking about neck cricking. <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get. You get prime neck cricking. That's what you get. That's, that's the that's the edutainment you lot come week after week for. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine, you know. It's, but I've, 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 it's, it's been a recent thing for me, and I'm just like, is it, is it bad? Because, like I said, I remember when um, finger cricking used to be a bad, like considered a bad thing. But um, I think that was debunked uh, about around last decade. I don't know when specifically. <laughs> I don't know the exact report. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't know. But that's the thing. But bad man, man, when you get that neck crick and just goes. Best feeling, best feeling. You just feel re, you just feel energized all of a sudden. But anyway, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. Yeah, man, it's been a solid week. I can't complain. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been an in, it's been an interesting week, that's for sure. Um, just a, you know, just a perspective changes, um, potential changes down the line, um, immediate changes. It's been it's been a it's been a it's been a hell of a week. I will say that it's been. A hell of a been a very interesting week um that's for sure um but yeah no need to get bogged down in all of that we have a full show stock stocked lock stocked and ready to go uh we have two i think two live topics uh, film and tv and a music topic and that's uh, what you're gonna get today uh, no sports and i, I could have easily gone a sports one in it but yeah, yeah I, did, I didn't really feel like it the the it's a matter of like preference for me. It's just like eh, these stories slap harder, you know. What I mean, I just, I just feel, I just feel like, I just feel like I have to have a couple of stories that just like hit nice, you know. what I mean, and it's nothing that is too out there and you know just a bit too niche for some people. It's just like yeah, but I don't care. But regardless of that, you know, that's kind of the show in a nutshell. Like if you don't want to listen to, you don't have to listen to every topic, you know. what I mean, it's just why that's why I try to diversify it. So like, you know, you might be interested in this, but you might not be interested in that, and that's fine. You can skip to the next one. It's all good. But you, I'm still going to get that listen from you. <laughs> Those statistics come through. Trust me on that. Don't you worry. Anyway, without further ado, let's jump right in. Formalities before we begin. Email to IG, Facebook as well, Discord link, all of that, all of that, all of that in the full show notes. Support the people who help this show be possible, if that makes any sense. 90% of that is me, so support me. And with that said, let the music drop. Let's get into the show. In a week where Health Secretary Health 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 Secretary uh, Matt Hancock is going to replace Public Health England 
uh, with a specialist pandemic unit. Because yes, the, 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 in all of the blame, ladies and gentlemen, all the blame can be can be put towards Public Health England. No, no, not 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 the government who, um, you know, who their leader missed several COBRA meetings. Uh, the beginning of the pandemic, or the beginning of the potential pandemic that was going to the, of the of the rising wave that was clearly coming to a court towards us. Not 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 him. It's public health England's fault. Not you know the entire you know uh, entire like a uh, cabinet. You know not not them. Not the health secretary. Oh, can't be him. Not his fault. It's public health England's fault, guys. It's, pu- it's public health England's fault. It's it's all their it's all their fault. All of this is their fault. And now that they're gone, everything is going to go smoothly. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's that's. I've seen the future. That's what's going to happen. Now that Public Health England, you know the the disgraceful um uh, people over there. Now that they're gone, now we have the government to 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 give us a specialist pandemic unit. Everything is going to go absolutely smoothly. Trust me on that. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. Yes. Yes, exactly what's going to happen. Yes, D- trust the government. Trust, trust the government all, all time, implicitly, all the time, all the time. Got to trust them. It's the government. Pff, why, w- why wouldn't you trust them? Uh, the Japanese tanker that spilled four thousand tons of oil on the coast of Mauritius has split in two. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of that, and it's just horrible to be honest. Like you know, Mauritius, obviously, you're a, a prime uh, holiday destination for a lot of people, for a lot of well, rich people. Um, you know, the sea, the, the seas are. Oh, they're, they're so clean, like they're so blue, they're perfect, right, Mauritius is a, you know, it's an island, and it's so idyllic, right, but then there's just that big-ass oil spill, and there's just 4,000 tons of oil just chilling there, and, um, yeah, man, it's a Japanese tanker, and I really hope that Japan, like, you know, compensate um, Mauritius for this, because, like, Mauritius is basically just a holiday island that's all it is right obviously there's people living there and that's kind of the conflicting thing when you know there's uh when when uh, when islands rely on tourism so much um well technically we rely on tourism a lot but obviously that's what well, we're, we're a bit different to, to to mauritius of course um but yeah they, they they rely heavily on that kind of stuff and uh you know nobody's going to come to mauritius and swim in oily seas you know what i mean so and that cleanup might take <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, the, the the original spill I think happened in July, and it's mid August now. So uh, that shit might take uh, like a year, maybe two. I don't know. It depends. Uh, I, I don't really know how long it takes to clean up oil, but sheesh. Anyway, um, interim president of the National Black Police Association says Dawn Butler MP stop was quote rooted in bias. Wow, la dee da. Who 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 saw that coming? And actually, there was another headline I saw recently where um. Just a, a a black police officer that's been in the uh, been has been in the force for like uh, I think over twenty years. He got stopped as well. It's just it's just funny. Uh, I, I, you you got to laugh because you know um um what's her name? Uh, Clarissa Dick, I think the commissioner of uh, the Met- Metropolitan Police. Uh, you know, saying there's ah, no no it's not not true. No no ra- there's no bias. There's no racial bias. No, 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 no. None of that. None of that. None of that. There's no racism in our ranks. Hello, one of your police officers. Literally got stopped. Not even an MP, which is obviously of note, and the reason why this is all a thing, because it's Dawn Butler MP, but one of your people got stopped because he's black. Like, literally, what what other reason could there possibly be? 
it's just it's just funny to me. He's saying he's saying all that, and then literally a couple of days later, one of your people gets a uh, gets stopped. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's tasty. It's tasty. Uh, Stormzy donates five hundred k to fund scholarships for disadvantaged students. And that actually goes uh, well into one of the topics. We'll hold off on that one for a second. And the uh, temperature in Death Valley reaches 54.4 degrees, the highest temperature ever recorded. So, yeah, that's fun. And I easily could have um, done, a, done a piece on um, uh, the fact that, what, what was it, um, Greenland, I think I think it's Greenland, uh, has uh, one of the, one, basically one of the ice caps, you know, one, one of those things. Sorry for not being specific enough, but basically... Uh, a part, a part of the part of the north, the northern hemisphere up there, um, has melted beyond uh beyond repair. Basically, like some some of the Arctic is now beyond repair, and if that was the reason, why isn't that on my show? Good question. Why isn't that on national news? Even better question. Like we really should be talking about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we we just don't care. We just don't care. And you know, I'm you know you can you can. I can I can take some of that to blame, obviously, and obviously I'm not, you know, the BBC News, but you know, if I'm if I'm taking this shit seriously, then you know I should be talking about that kind of stuff. But um, but may- maybe next week I'll I'll try and find something and see if I can uh, uh, redeem myself on that front. But anyway, we start with music, and uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Jam Master J and the murder of Jam Master J, which obviously happened in 2002. But it has uh, not been uh, rectified. It hasn't been solved. Um, you know, it's, it's it's been eighteen years. Like it's it's that's just that's just silly. Uh, excuse me. Um, but recently, amazing news came through. Amazing potential news, anyway. Um, two men have been charged in the O2 killing of Run DMC star Jam Master J. This is from AP, it's by Jim Mustaine, Michael ba- Balsamo, uh, Tom Hayes and Michael R. Sisek. Uh, I'm just going to dive right in, just to the news of it. Uh, nearly two decades after the slaying of Run DMC star Jam Master J, federal prosecutors said Monday they have solved one of New York City's most enduring mysteries, charging two men from his neighbourhood with murder and suggesting that the hip-hop artist celebrated for his anti-drug stance was ambushed over a cocaine deal. The suspects were identified in court papers as Ronald Washington, 56, who is currently serving a federal prison sentence stemming from a string of robberies while on the run from police after Jay's 2002 death, and Carl Jordan Jr., uh, 36, who was also charged with engaging in cocaine distribution uh, conspiracy in 2017. Jason J. Mizell, known as professionally as Jam Master J, fought and run DMC with Joseph Run Simmons and Dow DMC McDaniel, in the early 1980s. Together, they helped make, uh, take hip-hop mainstream with hits like his Tricky and Aerosmith remake collaboration Walk This Way. Jay's death following the long unsolved slayings of rappers Tupac Shakur in Las Vegas in 96 and Christopher Biggie Smalls Wallace in Los Angeles in 97 shook the hip-hop world. Chuck D of Public Enemy compared his death to that of John Lennon. More than $60,000 in rewards was offered, but witnesses, uh, but witnesses refused to come forward and the case languished. Quote, this is a case about murder that for nearly two decades have gone, had gone unanswered, acting U.S. attorney uh, Seth Ducharme uh, said at a news conference announcing the charges. Today, we begin to answer that question of who killed Jason Mizell and why we, and we're confident, uh, why, and why, and we're confident uh, that we can prove those charges beyond a reasonable doubt, unquote. Washington, who had reportedly been living 
on a couch at Jay's home in the days before the killing, was publicly named as a possible suspect or witness as far back as 07. Prosecutors allege he waved a handgun and ordered another person at the recording studio to lie on the ground while Jordan shot Jay in the head October 30th, 2002. According to prosecutors, Jay would bring in bulk amounts of cocaine to sell retail and was killed as retribution for cutting Washington out of a plan to distribute 10 kilograms in Maryland. Uh, or Maryland, but they say in Maryland. Uh, quote, they walked in and murdered him in cold blood, Duchamp said. A message seeking uh, a comment uh, was left with a, public- left with a publicist for Run DMC. The group performed anti-drug concerts, established scholarships, and helped- held voter registration drives at its live shows. In Hollis, the Queen's neighbourhood where he grew up, uh, Jay was seen as a role model. Friends were puzzled by his death, thinking him uh, an unlikely target for violence. If convicted, uh, Washington and Jordan each face a mandatory minimum sentence of 20 years in prison and a maximum of life in prison, or the death penalty. Uh, Prosecutors said in court papers that Attorney General William Barr had not yet decided whether to seek the death penalty. Jordan pleaded not guilty and arraigned held Monday by a teleconference because of coronavirus-related precautions. His lawyer declined comment. Washington, who is imprisoned in Kentucky, will be arraigned later this week, uh, prosecutors said. Prosecutors have uh, asked that both be jailed pending trial. The 37-year-old Jay was shot once in the head with a 40 caliber bullet by a master assailant at a studio in Hollis. Uh, police identified at least four people in the studio with Jay, uh, yeah, in Jay, with Jay when he was killed, including, two, including the two armed gunmen. Jay's funeral, McDaniels remembered his friend and fellow run DMC star as, quote, the embodiment of hip-hop, unquote. He was also a husband and father of three children. Quote, Jam Master Jay was not a thug, uh, McDaniels said. Jam Master Jay was not a gangster. Jam Master Jay was a unique individual, unquote. Prosecutors, though, now say uh, Jay had been bringing cocaine into the New York area since 96. At the time, Jay's acquaintance with Washington, a repeat offender with convictions dating in 1982, worried and upset his family. Before ending up on Jay's couch, Washington served t- prison time for grand larceny, assault, criminal use of a firearm, heroin possession, and other charges. He was li- he was been he was been linked. He has been linked, or he was linked. Has was been linked doesn't work. Uh, sorry, I, d- d- the grammar the grammar the sentence Nazi in me just has to come through for that kind of stuff. He was been linked. Nah, come on. Anyway, he was linked to the 95 fatal shooting of Randy Walker, a close associate of the late Tupac Shakur. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Small world, man. That's crazy to think about. Anyway, uh, after, afterwards, prosecutors said Washington hopped from motel to motel and robbed businesses, including supermarkets and a Burger King, while detectives pursued him in connection with Jay's killing. He remained at large for nearly three months until police on Long Island nabbed him for robbing a motel. Last month, as prosecutors were participate, uh, were preparing to seek a grand jury indictment uh, against him for Jay's death, Washington filed a handwritten petition asking to immediately be released to home confinement, arguing his medical history put him at risk for public, uh, complications from coronavirus. Uh, federal prosecutors responded by asking for more time to respond, delaying any decision after Washington was charged. Uh, Jordan was uh, Jordan, just a teenager when Jay was killed was declared a juvenile delinquent after a 1999 robbery arrest and had a firearm case dismissed when the complaining uh, witness viewed, yeah, witness refused to cooperate with law enforcement. 
In recent years, prosecutors said he's been caught on audio and video surveillance, yeah, six times selling cocaine to an undercover federal agent. Um, oh, the story's been created to show uh, Wallace was killed in Los Angeles, not New York City. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so, um, man, it's just about damn time. Uh, that's all I can say to s- stuff like this. It's, it's about damn time, you know? It's like, it's it's been nearly 20 years. Um, there's a whole documentary on Netflix about it. There's probably several documentaries on uh, everywhere about the killing of Jam Master J and how mysterious he is. Uh, but obviously the most noble one recently, in recent years was the Netflix one. But um, I think it's like called Who Killed Jam Master J? Um, there's also one about Sam Cooke. I don't know if it's like a from the same people who did one of the one or the other, but um, it's it's kind of like the similar vibe. Um, but yeah, it's about damn time. That's all I have to say about it, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, read it out just, you know, because I, I feel like it's, you know, obviously as a, as a, as a, as a hip hop student, as myself, like, I feel like this is necessary. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably never truly know um, about the full extent of uh, Biggie and uh, Tupac's death, but the fact that you know the murder of Jam Master J can potentially be um, solved after twenty years is um, just really good to hear, and uh, you know some. Some good news in <laughs> in 2020. Finally, like some some half decent uh, news, and uh, especially for hip hop circles. And uh, you know, I'm completely happy about that. Um, but yeah, man. Hopefully, hip hop publications you know, or people that claim to be about hip hop and you know, all, and the culture, quote unquote. Hopefully, they keep on this, and um, you know, hopefully, just we consistently get updates about uh, this case. And, uh, yeah, man, if it is them too, if those are the culprits that did it, that got the job done, um, then, uh, well, I don't want to say got the job done, it sounds a bit <laughs> in bad taste, but who, uh, who murdered Jam Master J, um, by all means, good, <laughs> good, 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 cannot complain about that, um, but, you know, on the, on a minor side note, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, the side of, uh, the mystery, there will always be mystery in it, um, in terms of, you know, Jam Master J being part of Run DMC and obviously the uh, the staunch uh, stances they had, you know, to anti-drugs and, you know, uh, trying to get people to vote, stuff like that, you know, just, just real good stuff. Um, and then, you know, they're talking about 10 kilos of cocaine in Maryland. So, so you know, that will always probably be a mystery, um, whether it's, you know, true that Jam Master J, uh, participated in cocaine trafficking or not, um, but, you know, we're here to talk about the murder, and, you know, finally, potentially, well, that will be solved after 20, after nearly 20 years, so, um, yeah, man, nothing much more to say about that, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, and I'll, I'll be sure to give you an update, uh, when, when an update comes. So we hop into the first of two life topics, and uh, yeah, we have to talk about this a little bollocks, man, because um, I I'm I'm coming into this less heated um, than I was a few days ago, or at the start, or the start <laughs> from last weekend uh, when most of this was going down. 
Uh, obviously, it's, uh, I think this week's supposed to be GCSE results week. Um, I think tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so it's always on the Thursday, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, it's probably tomorrow uh, as this episode drops. And, um, yeah, obviously last Thursday, or was it last Thursday? Last Thursday, Friday, uh, was A-level results week for the whole of the UK. And, um, well, if you've been looking up the news, um, obviously uh, the government had this uh, amazing light bulb idea um, to downgrade everyone's work um, uh, for 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 whatever fucking reason. Um, I'm being glib there. Obviously, there is a there, they did have reasoning, but I just don't I don't fucking care. Um, you're downgrading Newt's work. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. Like because obviously Corona has you know completely flipped school as a concept upside down right now, like, just, like, if I had use, you are not going to school, straight up, that's just big facts, straight up, you're not going to school, right, that ain't happening, if you guys remember, if you were, if you are, you know, if, if you're not in school anymore, you remember back in the day, right, when we used to lick our hands, and use the force, are you telling me, that kids these days are smarter than us not to take the piss out of any of this? Are you serious? <laughs> that is not going to happen. You just know one of them is going to lick their hand and shout Corona. You know that's going to happen, right? And that's just one, that's just, that's just, you know, a, a, <laughs> a fuck about, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's just one thing. And, and this is this doesn't have anything to do with you know obviously A level results, but just in general, like just I would not send kids to school. Like that's just any anything but anything but. But anyway, that's that's a side note. But we're here to talk about the A level results, and obviously um, they were downgraded. And I was going to, like I said, I was going to come in here with fire, fury of a thousand suns um, to stop fucking with these youths' education. Right, but the government recently U-turned completely and are judging the results based on what the teachers gave them, which is how it should be. Right, and not by some bullshit. Uh, clearly favoring, uh, uh, well, not favoring poorer students because that's all it is. If you downgrade uh, people's work. It's just going to reflect badly on the poorest of kids, right? That's, that's all it is. That's all it is. Some of them might not even have internet. How have they been getting their education? You know what I mean? By phone? You know what I mean? It's, it, it doesn't help. The teachers know. If they're there every day and they know the kids and they know how they work, they are the best deciders. It, you know, if they're not doing exams, which is obviously the case here, if they're not doing exams and they're planning it based solely on coursework and day-to-day learning, the teachers know best. Why? Because they're there every fucking day. Stop belittling the teachers. But anyway, I wanted to get into the cycle. Um, it dropped before the U-turn, but I feel like this um, encapsulates um, the overall bullshittery of um, the government um, especially the Tory government that has been, you know, obviously in power since what? How long has it been now? Twenty ten, like something like that. Just fucking time now. It's been so fucking long. Obviously, you know, a, a coalition um, added as well, um, even longer, right? 
but uh, their 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 stances towards education, you know, has been bullshit from day one, uh, ever since they got into power. And uh, you know, Michael Gove, the forever punchable face that is Michael Gove, uh, previously was education secretary, and it's his decisions from previous years around the time I was in uh, 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 doing A-levels and going to university it's his decisions that have been uh, rippling throughout all this so let's just jump right into this this is uh, by Rohan Banerjee uh, this is from the New Statesman it's called the A-level debacle or debacle uh, shows why coursework and AS levels should have never been should never have been scrapped uh, and yeah that's kind of that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. So uh, it, it it gives a whole it gives a nice um, rounding out towards all of this, and obviously not focusing solely on uh, what has uh, recently occurred this year. So let's just jump right in. The impact of COVID nineteen on A level results this year has renewed the case for coursework. With pupils unable to sit their exams due to the lockdown, grades were awarded based on predictions from their teachers, which were then moderated by Ofqual, 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 I don't know, uh, England's exam regulator, uh, and its equivalents in Northern Ireland and Wales. Uh, Ofqual, Ofqual? Serious, I need to sort that out, but I'll just say Ofqual, just for the just for simplicity, uh, used as a statistical model, uh, which used a statistical model, which took into account factors such as school recent exam history and students' previous external exam results. In other words, uh, students have not been judged solely on their own performance, but also other people's or other people's perceptions of them. And this seems remarkably unfair. No shit. So almost uh, 40%. Uh, 31.9 specifically of eight level uh, down, uh, grades were downgraded the uh, 31 39.1% uh, total uh, compromised 35.6% of results being low by one grade 3.3 uh, by two grades and 0.2% by three grades a frenzy around university places have followed uh, with thousands of students as it stands potentially missing out well obviously not missing out now uh, on the chance to attend their preferred institution uh, students can appeal their grades, as many will do, yada, yada, yada. That's not really necessary now because the government have U-turned it. Let's get into the meat. Uh, the all-or-nothing education system installed in England when Michael Gove was the education secretary 2010-14 to 14, was bound to be exposed eventually, and the pandemic underlines its absurdity. The Conservatives scrapped coursework for most subjects across GCSEs and A-levels between 2013 and 2017. The party also decoupled AS levels. Uh, the exams sat at the end of year 12 from the overall A level grade awarded in year 13, meaning that a student's qualification is assessed entirely on one exam or a series of exams at the end of a two year course. What the fuck is that? That is batshit crazy. Bloody hell. Uh, the abandonment of modular con- uh, course structures that allowed people to pace and compartmentalise their learning over several different sittings means that students are under extreme pressure throughout their studies, culminating in one intense flurry that uh, takes little consideration of their health or other circumstances. Coursework, usually essays or project-based reports, big up coursework, forever, uh, is often criticised as a less intense mode of assessment that is susceptible to cheating. Parental and teacher influence. So I just have to stop that. You, you, you're taking a piss. 
<laughs> you, you can't trust me. Trust me. All right. Trust me on this. It's incredibly hard to cheat media studies. It is incredibly hard to cheat film studies. It's incredibly hard to cheat uh, photography. If you're getting assessed on technically a weekly basis from doing your work, you know, on a weekly, week by week by week basis, you know, you're doing your work, you know, and there's going to be deadlines, of course, like everything else. The teachers are going to catch you at some point, you doing bullshit. And, you know, if, if you're not doing the work throughout week, week, uh, week to week, then you're fucked at the end. Like, how, how do you cheat? You can cheat in an exam. That's piss easy. Write some shit on your hand if you have to. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, have a piece of paper. Like, if they're not looking, you can whack out a piece of paper. It's so e- It's much easier to cheat in, in one exam than a fucking whole course. Are you silly? Don't be stupid. Anyway. <clears throat> Just had to get out of there. I find it incredibly hard to cheat in coursework. Silly, like unless you like plagiarizing somebody else's work, you know, and passing off as your own. Sure, but I, I, I don't, I don't see how many people are gonna try that for a whole year. That's stressful. That's unnecessary. Just do the fucking work. Anyway, <clears throat> rant over. Parental and teacher influence or input into submitted work are cited as the key problems, but surely there are ways of better policing coursework uh, rather than abandoning it entirely. No shit. Um, if, if students had uh, completed externally moderated coursework before the pandemic, it would have given a more reliable projection of their ability than what former students were graded the previous year. Preach, 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 preach. You are given a grade at the end of every term, and you could have just gone off that. You really could have just gone off that. And then the teacher, if they wanted to, they could have, you know, you know, if, if they give them the power, give them the power to potentially either lower grade or upper grade. Like if you, if they see the, if they see the progress, you know, they're gonna understand it. But anyway. Rant over again. So I'm just I'm, I'm trying not to rant, but anyway. Uh, moreover, this criterion unfairly disadvantages high-achieving pupils who attended historically lower-achieving schools. Oof, that's a word as well. Uh, while coursework isn't suited to every subject, maths and the sciences lend themselves more easily to exams. Duh, academic. Uh, there is some merit in the skills it requires: researching, referencing, and reading broadly to produce one overall project over an extended period of time are the essence of most university courses, the very thing that A-levels are supposed to lead towards. What? Why, then, should the process of learning be reduced to a giant memory test? Fucking preach! Uh, A return to coursework with reforms enabled by technology is possible in the future. Students can be assessed remotely, uh, and even if essential under time conditions, albeit for longer periods than an hour or two, Coursework uh, also better serves those students who struggle with exam-induced anxiety. I am one of those. Well, I, I don't have anxiety about it. I just suck at exams, like just memory banking everything. I, I'm terrible at that kind of shit. And that's all it is, really. It's just how much information can you cram into your head and then spit it out in in a two-hour span. That's all it is, put simply, anyway. And I just suck at that, fundamentally. Uh, and if off-cal... <laughs> I need to say it again. Uh, ...is so concerned about uh, teacher input... Why not let the exam boards grade the coursework, as they would have done uh, for modular exams in the past? This year's A-levels, and most likely the GCSE results announced next week, have delivered mass injustice. Too many students have been let down by a postcode lottery. 
But beyond that, the rigid, uh, unforgiving absolutism of the education system has been exposed. Has been exposed. Coursework is not a panacea. Is it panacea? I think it's panacea. Uh, But it is. uh, Perhaps a leveller. And in the event of another pandemic, it would at least give students more agency over their futures. Coursework's the way right now. Coursework has to be the way right now. If you're in a, if we're in a pandemic, coursework can easily just curb a lot of problems here. If you're consistently keeping a note of what the youths are doing, right, and they're doing that work, and you come to them week to week, going like, all right, did you do the reading? Uh, did you do you know this that you know how have you progressed in your project? And no no no, that hello. Like, you can do that now. You can do that. Having them in an exam, uh, having them on an exam thing, two years of learning for one exam. Are you fucking mad? What's the point of the two years, then? That's silly. You can't cram two years into one exam. That is actually fucking horrible. Like, I'm so glad I got out by the time I got out. Jeez, man, I'm super freaking lucky, man, because that is some bullshit of the highest fucking order i'd be complaining constantly consistently to my teachers and i'll be i'll be i'll be trying to go up with their heads honestly i'll be like nah guys this ain't it this ain't it and i'm not saying i'm going to the government over it but you know just fucking hell if i could i would anyway but still with this said with all of that said and with the complete and utter u-turn that the government has done now heads need to roll education secretary gone minimum needs to go at minimum he needs to go was it gavin williamson boss man yeah him needs to go education secretary has to go this is a poor decision michael gove needs some uh needs needs to get fucking grilled to shit for this kind of for this shit because it's him who did it and this is the problem with um this is a problem with government like in general they 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 do the damage they do the damage and then they leave that position on their own volition, uh, whether it's retirement or just they've been given a different position in the cabinet, whatever, 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 right? And then when and they, they don't they don't face the consequences for the moves they made previously, like you know with the uh, with the uh, with the Windrush scandal, that was Theresa May. And you know, Pretty Patel's been uh, been a shit show about it as well. So obviously she needs to. You know she's doubling down on that bollocks. So you know, excuse me. She needs to be. You know, she 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 is being rightly lambasted as well. But where the fuck is Theresa May on these interviews, man? Get Theresa May on the TV and ask her why the fuck did you do this five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago? You know what I mean? And you have to do the same for Michael Gove. You need to hold these people accountable at every single fucking moment. Like it's fine going to the person who's doing it now because they're perpetuating that that original uh, implementation, right? But you need to go to the person still that initially did it. It's like you, you, it's like you. Um, I don't. I can't be asked to think of a think of an analogy for it, but you, you know what I mean. It's just it's silly. It's silly. Like Michael Gove is just walking off scot free, and he's completely butchered the education system in this case. And you know, and I'm I'm not hearing a peep from him. I'm not hearing a peep from him. He's still alive, ladies and gentlemen. He's still in the fucking cabinet. Where the fuck is he? Why are people hitting him up, going, "What's up, Gove? Why did you do this? Explain yourself." 
it's it's a joke. Like the whole the whole thing's a joke. And you know the fact that it's a complete U-turn. The, you know when you U-turn, someone has to roll. Surely, somebody, because you're basically admitting failure on a in, on a national scale. This is not a sane. This is not working at a Sainsbury's. This is the government. This is governing the country, right? <laughs> you can't you can't U-turn on this shit. I mean, you can, but that's your last fucking. That's the last thing you do as uh, in your job position. That's the last thing you should be able to do. You U-turn and then you hand in your motherfucking resignation. That's what you do. That's what you have to do in my in my idyllic world. It's a joke, man. Uh, you're not just ruining kids' lives for no fucking reason. You're just putting ang- putting pressure on them for no reason. Like it doesn't make sense. And there was some twat on uh, Twitter going like, um, oh, there's more uh, media students than um, uh, uh, some academic students. Uh, I, for- I forgot the I forgot the lesson. It was like, why do we need more media students? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, for one thing, you're doing this on social media, which is a form of media. So, you know, that's one thing right there. Twitter, TV, like, Pretty much everything we communicate with right now, phones, that's all media based. Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> like, why do we need media students? <laughs> why do you think? <laughs> Nobbed. So, uh, yeah, in, in just, you know, final thoughts, just fuck the government. Someone needs to be fired. Change back this bullshit. Remove this exam. One exam for two years of work bullshit. Craziness. And just throw in some coursework for some, not all the lessons, you know, you know, academic uh, lessons don't, you know, explicitly need them. You know, it's not it shouldn't be their backbone, but, you know, it should exist. Coursework should be in every lesson. It's a good balance. It's a good balance. And, uh, you know, for stuff like media photography, there's no reason to have an exam for it. No reason. It should be all coursework for me, uh, in, my, in my view, personally. I, 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 you know, I kind of low-key picked those kind of lessons because there weren't no exams in it. You know what I mean? It's how I feel like I do better in coursework. That's just me personally. Why would I not want to do something that's good for me? You know what I mean? Why would I pick a lesson that has an exam at the end and I'm going to be like, oh, fuck. I'm going to fail that because it's an exam. Well, obviously, I'm not that down on myself, but you know what I mean. It's a joke. Just keep just making problems for no fucking reason. No reason at all. help on to film and tv and we are talking about a show that has recently been cancelled one of my favorite shows and I, I you know i i rarely watch tv as much as i used to like understand when i was a teenager tv was everything to me i watched everything seriously you, you, i'm i'm not i'm not I um, um, understand. I am not being light when I said uh, when I say I used to watch everything. Honestly, I was consi- I come home from school, sit down, TV, go bed. That that's literally what it was. The TV was my fucking life for a good few years. 
Le- it's been it's been less so um, in recent years for um, you know obvious reasons. Uh, you know, doing podcasting, listening to music more. Uh, you know, audiobooks, podcasts. Uh, you know, just just other stuff. I'm consuming different stuff um, in different mediums for different reasons. And I just haven't had much time for TV these days. Um, you know, I've tried to get back into it just a little bit. I recently watched Watchmen. Uh, do you remember those episodes? Like, way back when I said I was going to watch Watchmen. <laughs> well, I finally did it, and it's boss. Um, you know, and I've, I've, still, I've still got a few shows. I need to watch Succession. I want to give that a go. Um, and, uh, you know, other stuff as well. But, um, yeah, so there's, there's... I've been recently getting back into it a little bit. But, you know, there's always been those shows where every time it comes on, I just give it a watch, uh, just for whatever reason. And uh, Patriot with Masad, Hassan Minhaj was one of those. Every Sunday that came on, I'm watching it on that day. No, with, without without hesitation. I'm making time for 25 minutes of Hassan Minhaj uh, just talking about Supreme <laughs> and then the next week, Saudi Arabia, shit like that. It is. It was so good. It was such a good show. It was one of my favorite shows of recent in recent memory, and uh, I'm kind of pissed that it's uh, been cancelled. And uh, I wanted to get into this uh, particular article by Steve Green of IndieWire, and uh, just just encapsulates my thoughts about it a little bit. Um, just uh, and just how good it was, and how essential it was um, in recent years. Like you know, topical comedy show, new, uh, topical comedy slash news shows. You know, you know, kind of a journalistic element. You know, stuff like last week tonight. You know, th- those have a place. Those really do have a place. Like watching, I used to watch last week tonight on a regular, and that shit, it, that shit had a lot of great info that I had never heard of. You know, just learning about stuff. You know, America obviously mostly, but still fascinating stuff. And with comedy flair, it just it's it's just interesting. Um, and Patriot was really uh, more of that for me. I enjoyed it more than last week tonight. Um, I just enjoy it. Hassan Minhaj as a as a as a comedian more. Um, sorry, John Oliver, but you know, it is what it is. And uh, it was just enticing. It was just enticing visually. It was just, it's just a great vibe. Um, but anyway, let's just get into this article. Um, recently got cancelled a couple of days ago, and uh, the title is uh, "Patriot is the toughest show to lose right now." So let's get into it. Co-creator Hassan Minhaj. Uh, announced on Twitter Tuesday morning that Patriot would be uh, would not be returning for new episodes. While the news wasn't entirely shocking, given the uncertainties facing so much of TV production right now, that doesn't make it any less disheartening. Patriot had a breadth of a uh, breadth. Uh, I find that weird. That I just say breadth, but it's breadth. You know, I mean, there's a D in it. Uh, of a show that aired for far longer than its nearly two-year Netflix run. Uh, with an eye toward explaining some of the brewing socio-political fracture points while giving context for the unintended consequences of everyday life that so many people take for granted. Patriot package Minhaj's uh, personal hosting uh, personal hosting touch with a thorough dive into each weekly topic. The key factor that separate uh, that separated out comedian-led shows like Patriot is exploring in which direction information flows. If these segments are just stand-up bits dotted with a few news clippings and some fancy photoshops, uh, viewers can feel the hollowness. What made the best uh, Patriot episodes engaging is that it derived it, uh, derived its purpose from what it was trying to convey rather than simple aesthetics. The result was a show that managed to do both, providing helpful background introductions to international political malfeasance, corrupt lobbying practices, and the cultural impact of emerging trends both welcome and not. 
There's no denying that the disappearance of studio audiences hurt Patriot more than most other late night or weekly comedy shows. The show's uh, run of eight episodes during quarantine has maintained that same meticulous attention to detail, but a key piece of of the Patriot spirit was the audience interaction. Minhaj uh, noticeably drew energy from the vocal crowd at the show's tapings, where the cadence of other hosts come at a fairly regular clip. Uh, fairly regular clip. Uh, Minhaj seemingly gave himself more freedom to let certain points sink in, sometimes to even let some deserved indignation simmer uh, for just a little longer than usual. In turn, Patriarch, the brainchild of Minhaj and co-writer, uh, co-creator, <sighs> alright, breathe, we're going to get this through this name, uh, <laughs> Uh, Prashanth, uh, Venka, Tara, Manujam, Venka, Tara, Manujam, there you go, boom, Uh, glad I got that out, Uh, was a show built around a monologue that felt most like a conversation. There was even crowd work. The laughs didn't come from a faceless horde. Uh, They were real people who were responding to the way Minaj uh, was uh, addressing issues that meant something to them. For the majority who only got to watch Minaj uh, on the screen, Patriot respected them too. While the show found ways to address topics that gave potential entry points to viewers from a number of different backgrounds, Patriot knew when to let a joke breathe without over-explaining it, especially when Minaj dropped a, in a reference to a musician or the NBA. Uh, it's frustrating to see that Netflix, which touted the show's debut with an unprecedented 32-episode uh, order, won't be going forward with it. Even when the show premiered in fall 2018, there was a tiny dose of scepticism towards Netflix's late-night strategy given the short leash uh, the network had given uh, the break with Michelle Wolf, another show that ended far sooner than it should have. Netflix uh, re- continues to have plenty of informational programming coupled with plenty of personality, the various explained co-production with Vox, highly recommend by the way, amazing uh, a little, little, little mini-documentary by it's always like 15-20 minutes long, so boss, uh, and the recently released Connected among them, uh, but going forward, there's nothing on the Netflix roster that will feel, uh, that will feel that has, uh, that's a weird sentence, but going forward, there's nothing on the re- Netflix roster that will feel that has the flexibility eh, uh, to respond to ongoing events with the immediacy that Patriarch did. Uh, what makes this news even tougher is that plenty of the topics Patriarch has covered over the past two years remain relevant too. Just look at the four episodes from last August. Video game development may not be an issue that's top of the mind right now. That's top of mind right now, but it, uh, but it dovetails uh, with a lot of uh, a lot of ideas about worker exploitation that have rippled through the last six months. An uptick in opioid overdoses in quarantine me- brings a new perspective to the show's episode on the explosion of fentanyl use, and a pair of episodes on public transportation insufficiencies and the dangers of cruise ships are proof that Patriot was tapped into ideas that the current health crisis exacerbated but certainly didn't create. So even though there wasn't an imminent viable way to return uh, to the energy of a show that took full advantage of its world-class lighting and display setup, this is still a tough loss to take. It's, much, it's as much about losing Patriot from post-vaccine world as much as it is, uh, as it is knowing that it... Knowing that it was still providing vital updates with Minaj still hosting by himself over the past two years, whether it was helping to direct views from in- to information about tenants' rights during a historic wave of evictions, or directly com- uh, confronting world leaders with the con- consequences of their own policies, 
Patriot Act strove to make a tangible reference in the flow of global events that will always have value, uh, especially in an environment where plenty of shows seem content to merely observe from afar. And, you know, just an, another note that I can easily throw in here, um, this is one less late-night show in America, uh, that, well, it is one less, one, being one less uh, late-night show in America uh, has just suddenly got much more whiter. You know, um, he, him, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm missing one person, uh, maybe, like Lily Singh, uh, homegirl, forgot, uh, yeah, her, uh, Lily Singh. Uh, who else? I, I can't. I can't think of anything else. It's like, what is it? Seth Meyers, uh, Colbert, Corden, fucking Corden. Uh, you know, John Oliver. I mentioned Samantha B. Uh, oh, Trevor Noah. That's it. Boom. Tre- Trevor Noah. I knew there was one I was thinking of. Major one. <laughs> fucking Trevor Noah. Uh, yeah. So other than Trevor Noah and you know Lily Singh, and uh, that's it. <laughs> I think that's it, honestly. And you know, obviously, it's in the UK. It's like it's, it's non-existent. You know, Romish Ro- Ranga Nathan's kind of like taking uh ha- has like several shows now and is in this ba- he's basically carrying uh, uh, the diversity flag for a you know bbc with like ranga nation which is an amazing show if you guys haven't seen it mad funny um and that's uh, successfully evolved in uh, in a lockdown but you know apart from him who else like you know because obviously it's mostly you know graham norton or jonathan ross uh, obviously big nasty mo gilligan uh those those guys Apart from those three, I can't really think of anything else. So it's pretty shit. Um, the fact that Simon Naj has his show cut, um, while it's completely understandable. Um, obviously the the recent episodes in uh, lockdown, you know, obviously were great. But he did say at the start, <laughs> he did say like on the first episode back, uh, don't think of this as like a YouTube video. With but it it basically was like it easily could have just been a really high high budget uh, YouTube video. Uh, a YouTube explained video, kind of one of those things, um, and obviously the you know the the the, the studio, the amazing world class display, and the crowd. You know that were those those were the things that made Patriot Act uh, unique, um, and obviously you can't have those anymore. So while I understand, uh, you know the reasons and you know their logical reasons to cut it, it still pisses me off and it still makes me a bit sad because you know for me personally as a person who used to watch TV consistently, um, a regular clip, and now, you know, I don't have, I don't have many shows that I, you know, really want to watch, you know, I'm just like, I must watch immediately, I rarely have those anymore, um, and obviously that's a personal thing, uh, it's, it's annoying that it has to be one of my, sh- one of the rare shows I, you know, uh, the fact that it's been out for two, since 2018, I remember, like, the first episode, man, I remember watching it, I remember him hyping up, because uh, I loved his uh, stand-up special, Homecoming King. It was one of the best specials I've ever seen, uh, comedy-wise. It was amazing. If you guys haven't seen that, watch it. And uh, you know, this was just this was just right up my alley. And uh, you know, it's just it's just it's just really disappointing to know that uh, the show won't be existing. Uh, you know, and you know, potentially it might come back. You never know when the uh, U.S. Well, if they ever get their shit together <laughs> with the pandemic. Maybe there's a chance he'll come back. Maybe I'll, I'll hold out hope, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, just hold my breath on that kind of front. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that and uh, you know, shout out Hassan Minaj for that kind of, for that show. Um, it was really a superb show. It was amazing on a lot of fronts. Super funny. A lot of good, great stuff learned. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's gonna it's gonna be missed. Super smart show, and uh, you know, TV just got a little bit dumber on that front. 
So we move on to life, and uh, I'd like to usually, uh, I'd like to attempt to end the show on a positive note, uh, but uh, this one, it's just, I saw this, to, I saw this the other day, uh, yesterday as I record, and uh, I just had to get into it because I just found it um, really poignant uh, for the moment. So this is <coughs> depression in British adults uh, doubles during coronavirus uh, crisis. This is by Pamela Duncan and Patrick Bull of The Guardian. And, uh, yeah, simply put, let's just jump right in, because I feel like it's uh, worth talking about. Uh, the number of adults in Britain with depression has doubled during the coronavirus pandemic, official data shows, prompting calls for an urgent national plan to avert a, quote, looming mental health crisis, unquote. Almost one in five, 19.2% uh, of people uh, experienced depression in June, almost double the 9.7% with symptoms in the, no in the nine months uh, to March, according to a survey of 3,500 participants by the Office of National Statistics. Uh, younger adults, women, key workers, and disabled people were among those most likely to suffer depression during a pandemic, as were those in households unable to afford an unexpected expense, according to the ONS. While people across all age brackets were more likely to have experienced depression post-COVID, the greatest proportional increase was among those aged 16 to 39, Yay, right in the middle. Uh, between July 2019 and March 2020, 11% of this group reported depression, uh, rising to 31% in June. Uh, women were more like, like, sorry, women were more likely than men to have experienced depression during the pandemic, with almost one in four, 23.3%, uh, reporting moderate to severe depressive symptoms compared with one in eight beforehand. Psychiatrists and campaigners urge ministers to put mental illness at the heart of a national COVID-19 recovery plan, prioritising investment in NHS services and mental health support initiatives in the workplace, schools and community groups. Quote, the doubling in the numbers of people experiencing depressive symptoms is another warning of the looming mental health crisis and the tsunami of referrals we are expecting over the coming months, said Dr. Billy Boland of the Royal College of Psychiatrists, continuing on with his quote, clear urgent action uh, and funding is needed to end this appalling injustice. If the government is serious about responding to the vast need for mental health support post-COVID, we need to see significant investment in services to support people's mental health in the forthcoming spending review, unquote. The former MP Health Minister, uh, Norman Lamb, who chairs the South London and Maudsley NHS Trust, said, quote, The figures don't surprise me. Uh, they are the sign of things to come. Uh, we have been through the most extraordinary physical health crisis, and we know what is coming down the track in terms of the psychological fallout, unquote. He urged ministers to urgently develop a national COVID-19 strategy aimed at preventing people succumbing to mental illness, quote, It is important to identify where stress is growing and to meet it early on, rather than addressing the crisis after it has happened, unquote. Mark Winstanley, chief executive of the Rethink Charity, uh, said, quote, We need greater investment and resources to help the system respond to the likely increase in demand driven by the pandemic, both, uh, those from, both from those living with mental illness and those who become unwell during the crisis, unquote. Paul Burstow, uh, Paul Burstow the former uh, Lib Dem MP who chairs the Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust, uh, said the pandemic has unleashed a cascade of risk factors for mental illness. He said local authority public health grants uh, should be increased to enable investment in, lo uh, investment in local support services. Uh, the dramatic deterioration in the nation's mental health has been seriously, uh, variously linked 
uh, to factors including increased isolation, bereavement and the financial insecurity caused by debt and unemployment. There are fears that the numbers affected could soar in line with increasing unemployment as furlough ends this autumn. One in eight adults, 13%, developed moderate to severe depressive symptoms during the pandemic, while a further uh, 6.2% continued to experience this level of depressive symptoms from previously. A much smaller proportion, 3.5%, experienced an improvement in the same period. Those living in households unable to afford an unexpected expense to find as an unexpected but necessary expense of £850 uh, were considerably more likely to have been uh, depressed in June, 34.9%, up from 21.1% before the pandemic reached UK. There was an increase in the number of working people experiencing some form of depression during the pandemic, uh, with similar increases experienced among key workers. The survey did not cover people who had been furloughed or whose working hours changed as a result of the pandemic. Uh, about one in those three, about one in three, 35% disabled adults experienced moderate to severe uh, depressive symptoms during the pandemic, often 27.5% beforehand. Those living in cities, towns and suburbs were no more likely to have experienced symptoms than uh, people in rural areas, nor was there any statistically significant difference between residents in England, Wales and Scotland. Claire Modock, the uh, National he- Health Director, Mental Health Director, sorry, uh, for the NHS, said, quote, the pandemic has turned lives upside down and for some people it will have to uh, put, it will, it will have put greater strain on, the men- on their mental health, and while some people have had understandable concerns about seeking help during lockdown, NHS services have been available for those who need them. The NHS will continue to maximise support on offer, including uh, uh, through online and telephone advice, and the establishment of the 24-7 crisis services, so I would urge anyone uh, concerned about their mental health to come forward for help. The NHS is here for you, unquote. And that's the article in its entirety. And, uh, you know, extremely worrying. Um, you know, this this number will probably only rise. And um, the thing I come away from this is um, that, you know, if the government um, doesn't care about people's physical health as it pertains to corona and, you know, easing lockdown at a time where, you know, the, the, the COVID numbers weren't exactly, you know, all that great. You know, they were getting better, but they weren't great, you know. If they're going to do that, I really don't see how they're going to see this um, as anything uh, worth, uh, you know, just making a number one priority over. I really don't see it. See, if they put the economy, which they did, let's not get it twisted, they put the economy over people's physical health, right, how the fuck do you expect them to, um, to give a shit about people's mental health, something that they can't see, something that they can't, um, put a number on, uh, put a number on, unless, uh, you know, unless uh, they're assessed by the ONS or the National Health Service, you know, it's easy to count bodies, it's harder to count people with depression, you know, it's, it's it's harder. You think they're going to put effort into that? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being pessimistic here, and, you know, it's with reason, because I don't have any hope for um, the government to take, to give us, to see this, to read something of this magnitude, and of this, and, and its potential, you know, one of them labelled it as a potential tsunami. 
you know, if it, I don't see them, I really don't, I have no hope for the government to make this a priority at all, at all, because their decisions made throughout this part, this past year, has already put people in depression anyway, you know, people sweating about rent, people sweating about, you know, uh, uh, just general physical health, you know, they, they ain't done shit. They ain't done shit to ease people's uh, tensions. Other than, you know, clapping for the NHS, which made some people feel good for some for whatever reason, right? Uh, it's, it's, they, they don't know. They don't know. They're unequipped, I think, to deal with a mental health crisis. Unequipped. You know, my sister's one of those people that has probably had their... Mental health worsened from from all of this, you know, and it, and it's just, and, and it's why I get so pissed off at people um, for you know not wearing masks for you know not even uh, for 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 just taking the piss because she had to lock herself down for twelve weeks, had to mandatory, like more more mandatory than you guys, right? You know, obviously there was a nationwide lockdown, but once the shit eased, she had to stay there. She had to stay in her room. She had to stay in the home. She couldn't go out. And that, and that can't, that can't, that can't help. That, that ain't gonna, that ain't gonna prove anyone's mental health. You know, so I, I just, I, I hate to be pessimistic, but I don't, I, I don't see how this is going to improve, unless just people find help um, from their own, either their own people. Or you know are able to um, pay for therapy, or uh, just use the tools that the NHS has offered, and hopefully the NHS don't get overwhelmed from this. But on even on that front, I'm not really sure if they can. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to leave it at that. Uh, you know, very d- uh, drab note. Um, but sometimes it is what it is, it, it, and I feel like I had to, you know, just read that, uh, because that, that could be you, that could be your sibling, that could be your father, like your mother, father, you know, your elders, could be your mates, could be your girl, could be your boy, could be anyone, man, it could be your workmates, like you just see them hanging their head, you know, it's just... <laughs> It's what it is, man. And you could be you could be one of those people who go like, oh, everyone's struggling, everyone's struggling. It's like, but... Yeah, but, you know. So what's, what's, what's that? What are you going to do then? If, if everyone's struggling, what, are you just going to allow it? Like, yeah, and that's, that's, when, yeah, that's when the community stuff comes in. Like, you have to just... If you see someone being sad, you know, just do what you can. Just do what you can. And ladies and gentlemen, that's my attempt to uh, leave us on a semi-positive note so with that said from the fifth one podcast network i've been shy terry and this has been what's good into intro music is uh too much by vanilla into music is visited by polder you can find both of their tunes and the discographies in the links below in the full show notes below thanks to job breakers for the bit to use these songs you can find their entire bandcamp discography uh updating pretty much weekly and they're always dropping stuff um in the in the link in the full show notes and with that said <sighs> take your breaths I hope you all have a good week I should always try and do the same 
But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.